Hello and welcome to the Blast From Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that reaches back into your nostalgia and pulls out whatever we can. And today, we're doing another album review. I'm John. I'm Adam. And we're going to be talking about the 1997 album Zoot Suit Riot by the band Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Now this was a band that in the 90s there was this sort of resurgence of swing and it was kind of what they call ska swing. Mm-hmm. It was a mix of ska and swing back uh, from, you know, kind of like the 40s and stuff mm-hmm. like that back into the, the sort of the pop culture. Adam, do you remember this album? Oh, very much remember this album. Um, I believe our mom had this album. It was one that would play every now and then. It's one that was definitely just like around in the background pretty mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Uh, and obviously that that song uh, that the album's named for with the big single Zoot Suit Ride is probably the most well-known thing which we'll talk about. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely remember this album. I remember the big return of swing in yes. the 90s. Brian Setzer came back for yep. Jump, Jive, and Whale. Yep. I remember that one as well. Um, um, squirrel nut zippers. Yeah, squirrel nut zippers. Yeah, they were more ska on the line. This was this is a little bit more like more actual swing than ska. Right. Um, but as you kind of put it, like I actually when I was listening to this album, I accidentally kind of just left it on and I went to their album that was like one year before this. That was '96. Uh-huh. That's a that's an extreme ska sound. Uh-huh. And then once like swing came back, they shifted to swing and they kind of stayed on like the swing and jazz side. Yes. But like. The, the the cherry pop daddies were very ska sounding yes. like like you know early early no doubt kind of stuff right um, very similar with that kind of sound well here's the interesting thing Adam and a lot of people don't know this I didn't know this Zoot Suit Riot is not really an original album oh. it is a compilation album the vast majority of songs on this album were from previous albums. From that from that band or from that band, yes. Oh shit! Yes, um, there were four that were previously unreleased and came out on this album. Uh, the four that were previously uh, unreleased were Zoot Suit Riot, mm-hmm. When I Change Your Mind, Brown Derby Jump, and No Mercy for Swine. Those hmm. were the only ones that hadn't been released. Okay. Everything else came from a previous album. Now, the, there was one song that came from their 1996 album, Kids on the Street, which was uh, Here Comes the Snake. Gotcha. Which actually was a pretty big radio hit. Oh, okay. Uh, it wasn't as big. Their biggest radio hit was yeah. the title track, but uh, that one actually was a, a pretty big hit. But uh, four of the songs came off of their 94 album, Radio City Muscle Car. And the vast majority of the back end of the album came from their 1990 album, Ferociously Stoned. Huh. <laughs> well, I, yeah. And we, we didn't even get original music. We just got old shit that they threw together. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Swing is in? We've got some old swing stuff. Let's, let's, uh, let's jump on this craze. I'm kind of thinking that's possibly what yeah. happened, that, that it was coming back. Because they, I mean, they were obviously doing sort of like swing and Scott. Yeah. And that's what they They've been doing that for a while. Huh. Um, so the band, it's a huge band. Uh, the you know the the members kind of go in and out. The one real constant, and actually there's been a couple. There's <laughs> they go in and out, John, like it takes to pop a cherry. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry, I had to. It just, it just came in right into my head. So anyway, uh, well, there's been two. There's only been actually two members that have been with the band the entire time. Uh, one of them is the vocalist. Uh, oh, incidentally, his name is Steve Perry. No, not that Steve <laughs> Perry. Yeah. So now I found you. 
Different Steve Perry. Uh, and the trumpet player, uh, Dana Heitman. Those are the only two regular mm. players. Mm-hmm. Um, they some of them have been with it for for most of you know the, most of it. Excuse me. Um, and at the time of this album's release, the band consisted of Perry on vocals and sort of rhythm guitar, uh, Darren Cassidy on bass, Dana Heitman on trumpet and trombone. Jason Moss on lead guitar, Sean Flannery on t- tenor sax, Ian Early on alto sax, and Tim, Ton- Tim Donahue on drums. And that was probably for mostly the recordings and stuff like that. For the live stuff, I'm sure they had more horn players because you can definitely hear there's yeah. a lot more horns There's in a the recording. Full sound for sure. Yeah. So, in, you know, if you got one player who can record all the parts, you only you only need the one. So again, the the album first came out. On March eighth, or sorry, March eighteenth of nineteen ninety seven, but it was reissued on July first of that same year by Mojo Records, and I think that's when it took off. Okay, um, it was recorded at Gung Ho Studios in Eugene, Oregon, where the band is from. Um, I don't really think of Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> as a hub of swing, and well, you don't know Oregon, then, John. <laughs> I do know Oregon, and and uh, I have my issues with it. <laughs> Uh, the album lasts just over 50 minutes, and it, uh, I, you know what, I really enjoyed going back and listening to this. Okay. Because it, it took me back to high school, because mm-hmm. this, this was around the time of my junior and senior year of high school. I remember, for didn't, didn't you go as like a swing I, guy for Halloween or something? No. Oh, no, for, oh, for prom. I wore a zoot suit to prom, my senior prom. <laughs> That's right. And fortunately, there is somewhere out there, there's a photo of this. <laughs> We're going to find uh, that. And, and I was it. not the only one. No, yeah, you had a group with you. Well, I mean, there were just other people. Uh, okay, <laughs> because it was it was still pretty big at the time. So, yes, which uh, was around what ninety nine when you graduated high school, right? Yeah, so it would have been ninety nine when. Yeah, so it would have been like early early uh, spring of ninety nine. So yeah. yeah, so the swing craze was still, still it was still, still there. It was there. probably on its way out. But <laughs> yeah, some of us were holding on to it, and oddly enough, <laughs> all of us who dressed like that, none of us knew how to swing dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, we're going to start up with the title song, Zoot Suit Riot, and let's go ahead and listen to just a little bit of it. I really like, it really has a sort of swing, swing, swing feel to the start, if you know anything about older jazz songs, or Sing, 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 actually both of them are roughly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very famous song from the 40s, where it starts out with a little, little tom lick, and let's listen to that right now. Very catchy tune. I think a good one to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, very reminiscent of the song Sing, Sing, Sing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on the song? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the big hit, and they start off the album with the, this this single. I mean, you know, I know that's not how you rate rate you put an album together by assuming which one's going to be the single, but this was definitely the big one. And so when you're when you're listening to it again, you're like, oh wow, this got me right into the album because this is the one I know already. Yeah, you don't have to wait for it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Does knowing that it's a compilation album affect your thought on that now? Because there really is. It's yeah. Not, it's not an album of original music, other than the four that were previously unreleased. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that meant that they recorded them for that album, or if they just had had them sitting around and hadn't put them on an album yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I de- that doesn't really adjust my view on this, because a lot of bands do that. You know, a lot of bands have songs that you know oh they're they're still good songs and they just didn't get you know get like the uh uh the play that they needed from a previous album so they put mm-hmm. them on something uh, a new one uh, unless i'm like really into that band like if i was a big uh, cherry bomb and daddy's fan like already and i got this album and i had like, all of them i already owned that does piss me off right when it's a band i already know when it's a band i have this is the only album that i have from cherry bomb daddy's is the only right. album i'm ever gonna have from right. cherry bomb and daddy's uh, so it doesn't bother me because of that, but I have I have seen that with a bunch of other bands that that do that exact thing, and it does piss me off when I'm a big enough fan to already <laughs> own all those songs. Right. So I guess yeah. Okay, well, that's fair. But yeah, I, I love I love the drums the way it starts off. It's mm-hmm. very very catchy, gets you in. I also really like there's a like a scat section uh, partway through. That I like he does he scats a lot in this album. I mean it just that fits with jazz and swing. Um but yeah, it's overall catchy song. I just yeah. I've really, really fucking like I like the, I do really do appreciate this song. Cool. Alright. So let's move on to actually I think might have been my favorite song in this album, hmm. which is uh Ding Dong Daddy. I think it's uh it's fair to say this is not your granddaddy's swing band. <laughs> no. <laughs> I always like it that it says say dong. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. That's a, that's a fun. I like the like, this song moves, man. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh it's a fun song. I like the uh I like the drive at the beginning, just the very simple sort of train sound, boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Uh and just drives into it. Uh I I like I like that they're taking basically swing, but they're adding sort of 
maybe ska sensibility lyrics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to go with it. So it's not, it's not quite a parody, but it kind of sounds like they're parodying swing while they're doing it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they're amazing musicians and they're playing these great parts. And I does, it doesn't say who does their horn arrangements, but I love their horn arrangements. So I don't know if it's Steve Perry's doing it or um, if one of the other horn players is doing their horn arrangements, but I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the way you put it, yeah, they're all definitely good musicians. Like the the music accompaniment is just so it's so full. It's so good. There's so many you get so many different sounds, but it's also complex. You yeah. get like you get very interesting. Um, uh, you know, from from one instrument, boom, you get the drums here, and then boom, you all of a sudden you're gonna get some horns on this side, yeah. and then a piano comes in. And it's just like holy shit! Like it just it ends up like. It, it, well, it's, it's, it's a, it seems chaotic, but at the same time, it flows really well. It's very much that sort of big band jazz sound, mm-hmm. which is just not something you hear in popular music, where you have the melody, but then there's counter melodies, and there's yeah. different harmonies going on, and everything's playing its own role. And obviously, this band isn't as big as like what an actual big band would be, which has a lot more horns than that, mm-hmm. because they have a singer. But it's really fun, uh, and it really creates a really full sound, mm-hmm. and... Most of this, most of these songs, whether or not you know how to swing dance, kind of makes you want to get up and swing. Yeah, get up and dance at least. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this song? No, it's good. It, it, I think it actually flows pretty well from uh, from Zutsu Riot. I mean, like Zutsu Riot comes and it starts the motion yeah. fast and it comes hard, and then this one actually I think even moves even even faster and yeah. it gets kind of you're already building up. So, but it's good. It works really yep. well. Um, and it and it's a it's a sim it's definitely a big band sound slight change in style mm-hmm. but not much yeah um, and then we get to when I change your mind. All right, so we definitely get a departure in style here. It's a little bit more of the kind of New Orleans a little bit. You with that tuba in the background. Um, the piano is kind of playing a role. I imagine hearing actually like a, 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 a banjo, which you would with like Dixieland Ragtime and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's a different, you know, it's slowed down a little bit. The style is a little bit different. It's an okay song. It's fun. Yeah. Um, it's not my first go-to on this album. Yeah. I even kind of... The note that I wrote down, the song is even kind of cute. You know, <laughs> the other ones, the other ones move pretty good, uh, and this one's just a little bit funkier. Yeah, like uh, definitely ragtime New Orleansy kind of vibes for sure, and it just has that cute little bit. I do like at the very end of it when he, you know, they ended up with like that very classically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Jazz it, hands. It just, yeah, it's very much that style um which is totally different than the first two mm-hmm. uh I, I don't know if it worked flow wise but the song is still fine it, it, it's still yeah it, not my i'm not gonna start off you know this album with that song if i'm gonna like do like a shuffle mm-hmm. uh this isn't the one that i'm gonna like this one's gonna get me going yeah but it's still it's a, it's a cool change of pace i guess yeah 
Uh, and then we come to the one that I think is the it's a standout in this album only because it doesn't sound like any other song on this album. Mm-hmm. And it comes from the album that you, cause I didn't go back and listen to that previous album. You said it was much more ska sounding much. Yeah. And th- while this does have elements of swing in it, it definitely sounds something like it's something completely different. And that is here comes the snake. Noticing a theme with a lot of their songs have to do with sex. Yeah, honestly, I only wrote one note about this entire song, and that is, is this song about his penis? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. And and the previous song, uh, "Ding Dong Daddy," uh, also is a clear reference because the the whole song more or less is talking about a guy who's just sleeping with a bunch of women. Mm. So I, I'm definitely noticing a trend. Yeah, I mean that kind of that kind of works with like that swing kind of I don't know this that vibe. Yeah, it, that kind of feel the works with swing now. Like maybe yeah. back in the day, where you know th- it seemed a little bit more wholesome. There's something a little bit you know kind of like a little bit dirtier, at least dirtier with their sound. Like yes. their swing is dirtier than regular swing. So yes. it kind of. It kind of and fits. It, it definitely worked with that late '90s sensibility too. I think. Yeah. Uh, kind of yeah. where we were going. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, did we get? So we hear electric guitar in this one. Did we even hear an electric guitar in like the previous songs? I don't remember. Yes, but we okay. hear it in, in a jazz sound, so it's a clean sounding uh-huh. guitar, but it's still electric. Yeah. Um, but what we definitely get here is sort of an organ sound, and what honestly sounds like a theremin. Oh. <laughs> that sort of yeah. sound. <laughs> So then we go to our next one, which to me just sounds fun. It's a different mm-hmm. style. All right, so this one is called Mr. White Keys. Selling cars, not beyond a little sleeve. He's Mr. White Keys. Wife, he loves the tannin booth. Just a little ultra truth made America's zoo. If he can do it, so can you. Sheltered in tax brackets, higher than an angel's clown. Pontificates on rackets and cheats on his wife with his pals. Once he met a musician, shook his hand like a soul man, not a lot like you or me. He's Mr. White Keys. Uh, one thing I like about this is sort of the almost lounge singer-esque style he goes for, where he kind of moves into a slight dissonance at the end of a phrase. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it has that kind of, that, that sort of lounge singer, hey, how you doing, tip your waitress type yeah. feel as he's singing the, the lyrics. Which fits really well with the lyrics because now we associate like sleaziness with lounge singers like yes. to an extent like that bar lounge singer mm-hmm. and this whoever this Mr. White Keys is he's a fucking creep just from <laughs> you know hearing the lyrics the context of the yeah. song yeah the, the song itself is one of my least favorites on the album probably it's not one that I typically go to it's not a bad song but it's not it's not one that I really really like all that much it's not one I'm, okay. I'm not loving this song it's definitely one that for me uh, when I first heard the album, was probably just there, mm-hmm. and I appreciate more now than I did twenty years ago. Okay, especially having gone through um, uh, studying a little bit of jazz and the history of jazz, and 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 just you know being an experienced adult and being a musician at the same time, it's one I can I definitely enjoy more. I don't think it's their best song, but I I definitely enjoy what they're doing with it. Okay. Um, and let's go ahead and jump to the next one, which is the only one on this compilation album that actually they did not write, or Steve Perry did not write. Mm. Um, it's actually, uh, I think, an adaptation of a traditional song. Actually, not a traditional song, but it's sort of like a, a standard song written by Burton Lane and Alan J. Lerner uh, called Come Back to Me. Go, Flash! That's Flash Medallion on drums. Take a train, steal a car, hop a freight, grab a star, come back to me. Catch a plane, catch a breeze, on your hands, on your knees, swim or fly, only please come back to me. On a mule in a jet, with your hair in a net or a towel, I'm not entirely certain, but I think this actually song was written for a musical, and I couldn't figure out which musical it was from. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say that's what, because that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like it comes from a musical. Uh, or it sounds like something that, like, if we were watching a variety show with, like, Dean Martin, <laughs> yeah. like, they would just all of a sudden burst into it. Well, that's a, a perfect <clears throat> analogy, because, like, I, this song kind of brings me back, like, it's a callback to, like, the Rat Pack yeah. kind of uh, singing style, very loungish. Uh, the song is meh to me, um, not my favorite, but yeah, it's definitely got that Rat Pack lounge lounge mm-hmm. style vibe. Obviously, yeah. Some of some of the some of the sort of maybe stranger ones, I think, are really going to only appeal unless you're like listening to the lyrics and realize how funny they are in <laughs> yeah. most of these songs. Uh, that really kind of appeal to the jazz nerd mm-hmm. or you know somebody who listens to a lot of that stuff because they do kind of. Em- emulate different styles with a lot of stuff and it, it may seem subtle to some people but other people will pick up on oh that's this style and that's mm-hmm. sort of this all right and so let's move on to i think one that was probably it wasn't quite as big as zoot suit riot but it was one of their big singles mm-hmm. i think there were like three or four singles that came off of the zoot suit riot for sure here comes the snake was a hit and this one brown derby jump which i think is a really fun song
song. Shake, champ, shimmy, and we do the ball. Everybody swing into the brown derby jump. So this one sounds a little bit more traditional jazz to me, mm-hmm. um, and I think a little bit of ska in there too in this one. Yeah, yeah, I definitely i I like the sound of this one. I'd probably say yeah. So it's one that that I remember when I re-listened to this album uh, for the podcast. It, it just kind of like oh yeah, I remember that song. Yeah, it's just like one that kind of hit me uh, more than a lot of like the other ones, probably because it was a single. Uh, I, this is this is maybe my next favorite behind Zoot Suit Riders, or at least like up there in that kind of grouping. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. I, you know, you, you listen to the lyrics and like, you, you know, you hear stuff that you didn't pick up on before. Like, you know, he's talking about like heroin addiction and drugs right. and stuff on this <laughs> stuff, you know, chasing the dragon. Like yeah. that's, that's a heroin thing. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, this, this is, it is interesting. I get so caught up in the swing sound yeah. of this band, but like their lyrics are pretty, they're either about like, you know about a penis or about <laughs> sex or something like that. Right. But they are interesting. Or this one that has, like, they're telling some kind of story, but it is kind of cool, where I feel like a lot of old swing and old jazzy stuff, the lyrics weren't shit. You don't really, it doesn't really matter what they were. They're, I don't know. Well, you just couldn't talk about the, that kind of stuff yeah. on anything else. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of, like, when we talked about Green Day's Dookie, how there were some songs where they sound happy, mm-hmm. but the the lyrics, uh, the, the, the subject matter is dark. Yeah. And you get a lot more of that mm-hmm. uh, on this album. Yeah, it is. So yeah, they're very, very interesting lyrics, and this song has a good bit of that, which I do kind of like about it. Yeah. So. Uh, then we're gonna move on to the number eight track, which is one that makes me laugh every time I listen to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that is uh, Doctor Bones. that comes in later he talks about sticking his pony finger up your ass uh, yeah it's a lot, yeah very interesting it's, yeah it's very funny if you actually stop and listen to yeah the, the words of this yeah it's, it's, it's a, almost like a silly song really but yes. I, I do like this song quite a bit yeah. actually and this one definitely has huge ska vibes mm-hmm. you have that that upbeat bop, 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 yeah. bop, guitar that comes underneath is way more ska than swing mm-hmm. um, but still sort of fits like you you don't be- you don't believe that they've changed styles too much. It still feels yeah. like it's part of the album. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some there's some bad words. I say he says shit early on. He says fuck later as well. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Uh, that you know, I don't know. Yeah, you don't. It, it works for this because they're like yeah, they have that ska element you know which comes from punk. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of have 
Actually, that is not true. That is a misnomer. Oh. Ska was invented... Well, actually, the thing that people seem to get is people think that ska is sped up reggae. Mm. It is the reverse. Ska came first. Ska Hmm. came first in Jamaica in the late 60s and mostly in the late 60s and into the early 70s. Then in the late 70s, it was slowed down and became reggae. The ska we think of was adapted from... Basically, ska made its way from Jamaica to England, Hmm. where it mixed with punk Mm -hmm. and came over to America. And that's what we think of as ska, is their ska and reggae music that mixed with punk and came over. So ska actually came first, Okay. then became reggae. Then we had the resurgence in the 90s that became ska. So there was a whole... Uh, movement. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug this other show, even though there's no way he listens to us. Um, there's a, a really great uh, Canadian radio uh, announcer <clears throat> who has a show called The Ongoing History of New Music. If you listen to any kind of alt rock at all in the 90s and the 80s, listen to this podcast. Hmm. He basically goes through the history of everything. He has like an eight part Series And I think he does it on the radio. And when he does it on the radio, he plays the songs all the way through. But when they release it as a podcast, they just play clips. Mm-hmm. So the podcast itself is only about 30 minutes. Okay. Um, he, does, he, did, he did a whole like nine-part series on the 90s on all the different styles of alt-rock mm-hmm. and alternative in the 90s, including ska and grunge and swing and all this stuff it's an amazing podcast and i've already gone through a bunch it has a, he has a huge back catalog of stuff at this moment go check it out it's one of the coolest podcasts i've found in a long time cool all right and let's go ahead and move on to our next song and admittedly most of the rest of these songs to me there's not much to write home about yeah except for one of them which we'll talk about when we get to it okay uh, and that's just because that that particular one I find disturbing. Mm. So now we're going to go on to uh, kind of an interesting one called Pink Elephant. just how long the intro is on that song it's a three minute song and the first minute of it is the intro (laughs) before the words actually come in yeah um it's it's a fine song it's fun it's a different singing style i like how he changes his singing style a Mm -hmm. little bit um and you know they'll they don't stick to just uh they won't you know they'll stick to different what we'd call keys you know Mm -hmm. major keys minor keys they'll switch between around them um, and use a lot of what we call color tones and music. 
So, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. You can listen to pretty much this whole album and kind of like put it in the background mm-hmm. and nothing's going to like stand out or seem weird. Yeah, particularly the second half of the album. Yeah. We'll just probably <laughs> well, talk and, through about and it. And as we talked about it, the vast majority of the songs in this back half all came from their first album from gotcha. 1990. Okay. Yeah. And this one, yeah, this song, it's a little bit slower. They're singing about like this club um, called The Pink Elephant. And I, I, the way you put it, like a fine song. That's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> it's a fine song. Nothing special. Yeah. But it's not, it's 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 fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, most of the, I think the big and best songs are, uh, we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. And so then we move, we're going to go ahead and move on uh, to one called Master and Slave. This one probably really is my least favorite out of all of them. If I had to rank them, it's probably one of my least favorite ones. I just, I don't know. There's just not much going on musically that I haven't heard already in the rest of this album, um, including the stuff in the end. So I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it. It's not horrible. I can, I could, I, you know, if I ran the album, I wouldn't immediately switch to the next song. I would just Mm -hmm. let it play, but it's not really one I like the most. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of on the opposite side of this one. Okay. Um, I think this song is pretty nice. I mean, it's not, the way I put it, it's not. A single quality. This is not one that's going to be a right. single on the album by any means. But I feel like it moves pretty well. There's a good uh, piano in the background, pretty much mostly, you know, for a good bit of the song. Um, it's it's. I feel like the song's a little unique from some of the others, but uh, you get there. There's similar elements across the board. That right. you, you, but I for whatever it is, I like this one. I feel like okay. I feel like this song is. It's like a, a hidden gem in the album. <laughs> it's not like a diamond gem or a sapphire. It's like a good quartz. Like a good a nice, strong, good quartz. And that's the kind of gem that this album is. It's just like, you know It's, it's shiny and it's yeah. pretty to look at, but you know. It doesn't have a lot of worth. Right. But it looks cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, now I think we're gonna go to the most disturbing yeah. song in this whole album, which is deceptive because it's very catchy. Uh, and it just you know, if it wasn't for the subject matter, probably could have been a single. I think, and that's the one, "Drunk Daddy."
So yeah, there's that. Yeah, that dad, that father in that family is a bit of a jerk. <laughs> a little bit. Um, it just it gets because it's it's a it's a fast song. Yeah, it's very catchy. It's hard swing. The the melody that he's singing works well, mm-hmm. but the subject matter is very disturbing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I like the quickness of it. I actually like the the chorus that he's got because it does it moves quick yeah. and it kind of just you just kind of move along with it. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's not. It's not one I sing along with it really, um, not because it's disturbing, but just because I just don't know the lyrics. But uh, it is I, li- I like the speed of the song, so that's why yeah. I kind of do I do enjoy it. But yeah, it's not, yeah. not nothing fantastic, but it is no. it is nice. It's fun. Uh, then we're gonna go to one that uh, actually I think it was sort of similar to Mr. White Keys, where I didn't really like it when I not that I didn't like it, but it was not one I really cared for. But now going back, the more I listen to it, I, the more I think it's kind of funny and and. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the style, and that's No Mercy for Swine. This one seems very sort of Brian Setzery. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm I'm trying to look up real quick uh, if to see if maybe this is sort of a response to that. Mm. Hmm. Uh, well, no, because the Brian Setzer's version came out after this album. Gotcha. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I whatever it was for some reason re-listening to this song, I feel like I remember this song better than some of the other ones. At least okay. better than like the second other half of the album. Um, but maybe it's just like uh, there's specific elements to it. Um, but I, I feel like this song stuck in my head a little bit better than uh, a lot of some of the other songs on the album. That's fair. Um, and it's and it, to me, it's it's the drive, the, the very much the big band. You know, I mean, the, there's not too much going on in the in the melody as far as the singing goes, and even in the chorus, there's not nothing overly catchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ends it kind of half singing half talking i mean he's singing but it's, yeah. it's very monotone as he sings it um, but it's fun all right so now we're kind of uh, we're almost to the end here we're in our, our penultimate song uh it's a good word penultimate yeah very good word <laughs> very i very seldom get a chance to use it an sat word <laughs> and uh, and that is cherry pop and daddy strut
So this song uh, is very much in that sort of well, we, you know, that sort of strut style. You can mm-hmm. you can see yourself walking along to this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Again, not much. I, I think I said this for Mister White Keys, but actually I was wrong. This was my least favorite on the album. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got so yeah that strutty. There's even some like New Orleans jazz elements um, and a little yeah. less strict swing with this one. But it just doesn't it doesn't drive well. I feel like it doesn't fit with a lot of the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. And it just uh, yeah, my least favorite for sure. All right, that's fair. Well, let's go ahead and just kind of blow through this one and jump to our last one, which is "Shake Your Love Maker." So, kind of a slower tune to end on. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is a compilation I think, album. Yeah, I do think it, I think I remember it picks up at picks some up, point. Picks up towards the end. But um, I love the scatting at the beginning. Actually, yeah. it's kind of nice. It kind of gave me like a little some vibes of like Cap Calloway kind of shit. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Very yeah. sort of Cap Calloway sounding. Yeah. Um, I do think this song drags on for a bit. It's, I think, the <laughs> longest song on the album. Uh, but in general, it just kind of. It just kind of... It takes just, too long to go It anywhere. takes too long to get there, and then it ends up just kind of like sounding like a lot of the other stuff on the album. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I'm just kind of like, all right, all right, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a way to end it. Um, it's It was interesting going back and realizing that this was a compilation album, mm-hmm. not an original one, because um, it... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't, it, it shouldn't change mm-hmm. like how I feel about the album, Yeah, but it does a little way it doesn't it doesn't make me like it any less but it's just sort of it sort of makes me feel like well if these were all previously released stuff how did i not know about this yeah. you know you kind of feel like the stuff was out there um you know, with the exception like two of their big hits were released with this album so mm-hmm. i really can't say that too much um it was, i don't know if this was a, a reaction to the uprise of swing or if it helped to cause the uprise of swing mm-hmm um, I don't, I don't remember enough. Yeah, enough I don't time remember to make that yeah. proclamation. And like swing, I remember it came back in like the '80s. I think it was the late '80s with Brian Setzer, like the Stray Cat Strut. Stray Cat Strut. Um, yeah. That was kind of the big one that helped bring it back for a little bit, and then it went away again. And then in the right. late '90s, it came back with this again, Brian Setzer. Well, um, it, like with Stray Cats, you had sort of the rockabilly. Yeah, which was oh, no yeah, yeah, horns. Yeah. True, it was, true, it was true. Just your you know your rock trio doing sort of swing style and mm-hmm. a little of ska style stuff. 
then the swing came back hard. Mm-hmm. I really think it does have to do with uh, re-rise of ska. Yeah. I mean, probably I, punk a little yeah, bit punk, to, a lesser, I mean, pro- to a lesser degree. Punk probably helped that ska kind of get big and then no doubt with all that stuff. And then that kind of led to to this. You know, get, yeah. you're getting more used to horns in stuff and then like, oh, here's some here's a bunch of horns right. and that kind of shit. Yeah. So uh, what are your overall thoughts on the album? Yeah. Um, by the end of the album, I was felt like I went through the entire rise and fall of swing again. <laughs> uh, I was honestly kind of kind of just tired of the swing craze again after listening to the whole thing. Uh, so, but uh, but besides that, like it is, it's a really it's a good sounding album. Like yeah, the musicianship is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the songs did sound they kind of just melded into each other, and they right. sounded so similar that I kind of stopped caring by the end. And that's why, like, oh, yeah, when you first start this album, it's like, fuck yeah, I'm getting into it. Yeah. Let's go jazz, let's go swing. And then you're like, yeah, okay, all right. And then you're like, God, fucking when will this end? And so <laughs> you just, like, you get you get, you get get so much of the swing that, like, yeah, this, this I would like it better if it was mixed in with just some other ska or some other stuff mm-hmm. that I got more variety from it. Um, yeah, it's good. It would be a, it's a good album to have in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, just to, like, when you're doing, when you're not having to pay too much of the attention, and the songs are okay to sound so similar, I think yeah. this is a really good album for that. But it's not one that I'm going to be like, you know, there are some albums I have that I'm, I want, I stop everything else I'm doing, or like I want to just listen to the album, right? And so I intently listen. This isn't going to be that album. Okay. This isn't one that I'm going to like go and like break down the songs and like just <laughs> listen to it and like think. This is not an album that makes me want to think, but it's one that I am totally happy with having in the background of my life yeah i think uh i definitely think the front half of this album is the best half of this album Mm -hmm. the back half just kind of is there there's a couple of good ones that fall into the back half but the majority of the singles that came out of this the majority of the big hits were in the front half uh i really do enjoy this album i do agree that it does tend to go on a little bit long there are a couple songs where it takes a while for it to get anywhere Mm -hmm. um but I really actually enjoyed going back and listening to it. Again, you know, it brought me back to the end of my high school years because that's when Swing was the biggest my junior and senior high yeah. school. And uh, it, you know, it was, it was a nice little nostalgic jump back. Uh, if, you, if you remember the album, it might only be worth it just to go back and pick and choose some of your favorites mm-hmm. um, instead of the, the whole album. I think there's enough good songs on the album to warrant getting the whole album. Yeah, yeah, probably. And it's it, being an adult... Listen, listen to the lyrics again, and you'll you'll pick out some more shit. You'll be yeah. like, "Oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, that's kind of fucked up." Or that's kind of ah, I kind of like that they talked about that. A little dirty. Yeah, you get that dirtiness. Um, and me being a very dirty man, uh, <laughs> it, I did I did like that aspect about it. So it's it's worth it's worth really kind of diving into those lyrics, I guess, just just for the humor aspect of it. And that's fair. All right, and that is our review of Cherry Pop and Daddy's Zoot Suit Riot. Please join us next time for an incarcerating episode as we review the 1994 Oscar-nominated film The Shawshank Redemption, the 80s sitcom Night Court, and we cast some real-life famous prisoners. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com or you can find us on social media by searching at blastpastcast, that's at blastpastcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So until next time, I'm John. I'm Adam. 
and thanks for joining us. See you next time.